Last week, we watched an especially long episode of Glee called Born This Way, featuring the Pretty on Pretty mashup, a lot of weird messaging about body image and beauty, and an overall uncomfortable feeling. And that's what you missed on Glee Boot. Glee Boot. Welcome back to Glee Boot, the show where we get drunk and talk about rebooting Glee. I'm Cullen. Alyssa. I'm Hannah. And we have a special guest today, Katie. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Yes, thank you so much for bringing me back to Glee after like a decade (laughs) without it in my life. And honestly, (laughs) honestly, it's some of the worst timing because I was watching all my episodes on Wednesday when it seemed like Naya Rivera went missing. So what timing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was very sad when I saw that news article. Yeah. Yeah. My my thoughts and my heart goes out to her family. So yeah. Yeah, yeah her family and friends, it's gonna be a sad time. Yeah. Um so there's a funny story how uh, Katie ended up on this particular episode of the podcast. We were <laughs> we were at a friend's birthday party and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna start this glee podcast. And she, we might start having guests at some point. And she's like, I want to be on the rumors episode. Take my number right now, and I'll text you that I'm going to be on the rumors episode. <laughs> it's the and dreams do come true. We're yeah, here now. <laughs> yeah, because this was, this was a while ago. This was like a year ago. So I was so excited to get your uh, text message because this is the only episode I really remember. Like I. I grew up listening to rumors like with my dad in the car. So I remember this episode so vividly and like certain uh, renditions of the songs. I was like, Oh, I love this. This is just as good. And then going back and rewatching them, I'm like, what was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This, this episode was hard for me to sit through. It was, it was just, yeah, I don't have a lot of notes. <laughs> and that's that's a, a not good sign. It, it means I didn't have a good time. I have a lot of questions. Like because I just dove <laughs> in with this episode, I'm like, wait, has this already happened? What's going on? And so many of the jokes, I'm like, wait, is that racist? <laughs> yeah. There's a the lot of that is probably yes. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that either it didn't age well or it would have never aged well ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's your so that's like your overall relationship with this episode. What's your relationship with Glee in general? With Glee. So I I think I was a freshman in college when this first came out. So it was it like coincided with the first semester of me like going to college. So I don't remember how I watched it, like, because I was living on campus and I don't remember like gathering around to watch it on TV, but I mean, streaming services weren't the thing that they are now. Mm -hmm. So, but at some, I was keeping up with it for a significant amount of time. I would say about three seasons. And then at some point I just totally stopped watching, but I remember like tuning in for like some of the like very special episodes at the end, like when people mm-hmm. started dying or getting married or and all of that stuff. But it had been nearly a decade since I had really watched any of it. And it was interesting to go back and Google all these people. And, you know, Leah Michelle has been in the news lately too, for not great reasons. And it's, it's, I mean, just everything that's happened with this cast since then is wild and then the other thing i used to like substitute teach for middle schoolers and chris colfer the actor who plays kurt now writes like beginner 
chapter books. So I've yeah. read a, I've read a bunch of his books. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. So he might be the most successful out of all of them, just in a very different market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's fun. That's a good story. And I'm glad you have the positive associations with Christopher's books. Yeah. <laughs> Are there negative associations for children's nope. chapter books? No, but like, <laughs> well, as there is now. To, there's Thanks negative to JK Rowling. <laughs> yeah. You love JK. But like, there's a lot of negative things to remember about Glee, so it's mm-hmm. nice that she has a nice positive, like, Chris Fulker's books. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, I get. Yeah. It sounded like you had a personal vendetta about, like, these <laughs> books. I read those books in their garbage. <laughs> Not nearly as good as Junie B. Jones. <laughs> well, the books, yeah. the books are kind of like the Magic Treehouse series, but they, instead of like going back in time, they go into like a fairy tale world. So it's kind of like Once Upon a Time, and but it's cute. Oh, that's fun. It's too for kids. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, you know, fairy tales and they're corny, but you know, they're great. They're great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good for him finding that niche and going with it. Um, mm-hmm. So you said you took the quizzes and you played Glingo? Yes, I did. I did all of the above. <laughs> so what were some of your quiz results? So apparently I am a Finn. So it's like I'm a good leader and I can convince anyone to do anything. That is so interesting. We've had so many Finns. Really? Do you yeah. think it's like the, Do you think it's like the default where it's just like, you're basic, you're a Finn. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because like some people who got Finn, they were like offended, but the other people are like, "Oh yeah, I'm Finn. I can see that." And I'm like, I don't understand these results. Yeah, I'm not well, sure there was anyone I like wanted to be. <laughs> True, <laughs> valid. <laughs> they are Buzzfeed quizzes, so yeah. Yeah, Buzzfeed tells me who I am. Yeah. Uh, it is a who's science. your who's your Glee boyfriend? My Glee boyfriend. So I don't know what it is, but I do not like this actor. I do not like this character. I got blame. Oh, interesting. <laughs> wow, this is a hot take. Well, and I, I mean, we can get into it, but there are just certain <laughs> certain characters on the show that when they are doing their musical numbers, they are like acting and they are like yeah, so charismatic and. But when Blaine is singing, I, like, fast forward. I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to watch you. Interesting. And, and the other th- stuff is, like, there's so much out there, like, on the internet about how he, like, queer baits all the time. And he's, like, married to a woman. And, like, why does he keep taking all these gay roles? So I think the internet has also just gotten to me. <laughs> true, 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 true. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, sometimes I have these negative feelings about people and I don't know why. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, the internet tried to cancel that person a couple yeah. years ago. And for, like, reasons that don't matter. Yeah. But, but I wanted Jesse St. Clair. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Because Jonathan Groff, you know, was Love in Hamilton. Him. He's having another moment, so. He's having a moment where he's spitting all over himself, and I oh am my into gosh, it. The spit. <laughs> the spit in that scene. I was so into it. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to happen during that scene was for him to wipe it off his face. That's it. That's all I wanted. <laughs> it didn't happen. We are a very pro Jonathan Groff podcast. Yes. So. There we go. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, he has a he has a drink named after him, the Jesse St. Jameson, which oh, is nice. Jameson and Coke. So perfect. 
So speaking of drinks, what are we drinking today? Um, so I'm drinking something a little strange. It's a beer, but it was treated like a sangria. So it's like a beer gria. Um, it's pretty good Ooh. though. Wait, so like uh-huh. it actually was made to be like a sangria? Yeah, so it's a beer and it was infused with fruit. And then I should have really read the box a little bit closer. Uh and then they aged it in barrels, kind of like the same barrels they would with different wines. And then they did something else, and then they called it a sangria. Hmm. Interesting. It's, it's called Funky Buddha. That's the brand. I think it's like a Florida-based brand. Um, is it good, though? It is pretty good. My boyfriend doesn't really care for it, but I like it. It's it's different, but it's a good different. Okay, cool. What about you, Katie? So I am in Colorado. I fled during the quarantine, and I'm drinking a local Rattler. So it's called Lightshine Rattler, and it's... Mm-hmm. Like a lager with a splash of raspberry lemonade. Oh, that sounds good. Ooh. Yeah, it's yeah, a great that. summer beer. It yeah, sounds, sounds really refreshing. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, with some fresh raspberries in that. Ooh, that would be so Ooh, good. Yeah. I know. I I put blueberries in it just because like that's what I have oh. on hand. But yeah. yeah, I made myself. Uh, I'm calling it, I guess, like a strawberry lemonade, daiquiri. So frozen strawberries with one whole squeezed lemon and a splash of triple sec and rum. Nice. Wow, you went all out. together. I go all out every week. (laughs) I have a shot glass. That is currently empty. That is empty. (laughs) That I mix pomegranate juice and vodka in. (laughs) <laughs> Only after my insistence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just put them together and Alyssa's like, please stir them. <laughs> I actually had a kind of interesting story about drinking. So I was at the doctor and they were like doing like the general thing. They're like, do you smoke? I'm like, no. Do you drink? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, why? Why? Like, <laughs> why? Because I'm like, we're, yeah. we're in quarantine and there's nothing else to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, you know, like with friends and like, he's like, it's bad for you. Don't drink. What? Are you serious? Normally they just like, (laughs) how often? And then I have to tell them, well, at least once a week. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's it. I've never had them question why. I have a doctor who told me one time, if you drink, like, okay, women are supposed to, or allowed to, I guess. I'm not (laughs) sure. Allowed to drink like once a week socially and then men like two to three times a week and if you drink more than that then you have a problem and i was like i feel like nobody knows what the heck they're talking about I that remember. sounds super sexist yeah i remember yeah, in, I college, <laughs> in college we had to do like the alcohol training like our first yeah. week there and they're like okay one shot glass is equal to two glasses of wine and if you weigh 130 pounds <laughs> then you can have two glasses of wine in a week and i was just like so much math that I'm like, when you're drinking, you're not drinking. You're math. not mathing. No. Yeah. No. I don't think anyone knows. Like, you you know, like how much is too much, but no one knows that until you get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think like as long as I'm I'm conscious of the fact that like I know that sometimes I drink too much and I need to hold myself back. I think I'm in a good spot that I'm like conscious of that. Or how about that? You're just conscious. Yeah, that's good too. If I was unconscious, I'd be like, yeah, I need help. But 
I should have told the doctor I had a Glee podcast. Maybe he'd understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he'd be like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to prescribe you more alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Glee, uh, Glingo. How did Glingo go this week? I had two Glingos. So Whoa. I mean, That's crazy. This, yeah, this one was a little bit harder because, you know, it's it's the songs are all from one album. So it's right. like, there's no song from 2001 to 2011. There's no... Mm-hmm. Uh, like songs from a musical but i still like crushed the board well i guess technically it's from a musical it's from the one woman show uh (laughs) the april road story yes well that that scene is the scene that made me crawl out of my skin (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I didn't get one. But again, like this whole board is totally up for interpretation. Um, honestly, it just helps me pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and it helped me remember like what characters are which because I forgot how many oh, yeah. kids there are in the Glee Club. <laughs> oh, there's and then now there's now we're focused on kids outside the Glee Club too. This yeah. episode. Yeah. All right, so let's dive into the episode. Um, let's dive into rumors. So we have a Sue and Will an April Road storyline. We have Brittany and Santana, and we have the Love Triangle storyline. So let's start with Sue. Um, Sue is reviving the Lima Muckraker, uh, or the McKinley Muckraker, because her and Terry are conspiring to, against Will. Shocker. Uh, yeah, big shocker. Uh, and so they're Muckraker, they're like, well, her rules are like, who cares about what's true? Just, like, if it's a rumor, publish it. It'll come true later. Um, she has, like, an entire speech where she's, like, explaining this. Mm-hmm. And I felt very um, odd because it seemed somewhat familiar. Hmm. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, it's the state of our news. <laughs> yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, I literally was like, wow, Glee once again, telling it how it is, how a lot of our news media is sometimes. Yeah. That happened a, oof, a couple episodes ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like all this stuff about like muckraker and then like yellow journalism, I think was like the other term they used. And I was like, I literally feel like I'm back in my 10th grade history class <laughs> learning about the era of muckraker journalism. Okay, what? It's yellow journalism. It's it's literally this. It's just like you kind of don't really do too many facts, or like you get facts they could be wrong. Like, um, but there's it's yellow. It's like tabloid. Oh god, that's that probably has a racist history too. Honestly, yeah, it's yeah, it's really like sensationalized. Like they investigate to sensationalize something. There has to be a reason why it's specifically at yellow let's google it but i just i just love in the beginning when sue is running around dressed as ann coulter <laughs> but before that she dresses up as david bowie yes. I mean, at first i thought she was just wearing a mullet and then i was like oh no she's got a whole thing and yeah, she's like she i'm incognito yeah but i just i i it's so perfect because they're in Ohio, and when she's Ann Coulter, that random woman in the coffee shop is like, Ohio loves you, Ann! And it's like, they do. They, I'm sure they do. <laughs> Guys, I looked it up because I wanted to know. Me too. Did you Where'd get you the find? same thing? Okay, I'm just on I Wikipedia. Found... Okay, so I found that the origin is from 1895, mm-hmm. from the appearance of an issue of the New York World, 
of the cartoon in which a child in a yellow dress was the central figure. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, the that's color printing. So the color printing was an experiment designed to attract customers. So I wonder if the color, because they printed a yellow dress, is considered the sensation because it was designed to attract customers. So yellow jur- journalism is like trying to attract people. Yeah, that it's, yeah, it's like eye-catching headlines. Um, yeah. Just like I okay. mean, like you like the Newsies musical, uh, like they're calling out random headlines even if it's not actually in the paper. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know the the color origin, so that's interesting. I'm glad it's that and not anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they're reviving the Muckraker, and uh, Sue has Becky and. Uh, what's his face? Jacob and Israel and Brittany and stuff going around investigating. And then in order to get Will to like get Will to leave, they summon April Rhodes to Lima. And we don't know this at first. We just see her stumble in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, wearing an ascot that I didn't care for. And April is just talking to Will about her all-white production of The Wiz didn't go <laughs> off very well. Triggered. <laughs> Yeah, surprise, surprise. I don't understand why April is here again. Like, I get, like, the sort of the twist that we find out, but I'm also, like, just in general, why are they bringing her back? I don't know who this character is. Like, so Kristen Chenoweth is from my hometown, Oklahoma City. I love her. I love her. Um, But I'm just like, this character seems so random and out there. And also, like, Mm -hmm. she all of her jokes are so inappropriate. I'm like, why is she on this show for high schoolers? Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you're all caught up. (laughs) That's kind of all you need to know. Uh, Your questions are literally the answers. She, (laughs) she like literally all she does is just randomly show up. She hangs out with Will. She's inappropriate. She says really inappropriate things. And then poof, she's gone. Hmm. So were they like high school classmates? They were in the Glee club together back in the day yes. okay. yeah he yes. had a giant crush on her she was like uh, a couple years ahead of him okay yeah. all right and she was really good in glee right and yeah she failed otherwise like peaked in high school sort of thing yeah yep okay that makes a lot yeah. more sense <laughs> yeah so she's back um and she's we're trying to work on a new project and they're like ha- uh, the one woman musical april roads they're crossroads the april roads story <laughs> It's so excited to see that, guys. I, I just, I didn't think it was funny at all. I literally was hearing this and I was like, this isn't funny. Like, I think it's supposed to be kind of funny. Wasn't having a good time. Yeah. I mean, I think if the character didn't come with so much baggage, it's like kind <laughs> of a funny title. Right. But yeah, we're like, what is this musical going to be about? He's, um, he wants it to be about her emotional journey. And I was like, the only emotional journey we've ever seen was on the show. And it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> like she's, yeah, she's, she's a, still an alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a straight line. So, but while they're talking about, they're having a meeting sort of in Will's apartment. Or she's like, oh, I thought you said you were going to make dinner, but she just brings drinks. And it's like, I drink my dinner these days. <laughs> did anyone else notice it was cupcake wine? No, I didn't. No. So like, like, was it really? Yes, like bottom shelf, like $6 bottle of cupcake wine. 
it was it in a bottle or was it a box it was in a bottle <laughs> okay yeah. i was like that would be even worse it was just in the box too i mean that's my kind of wine bottom shelf <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it does the trick. <laughs> um, but Kristen, so Kristen Chenoweth, April <laughs> Rose, is just talking about her one-woman musical, and then they're talking about how the Glee Club is having all these divisions, which we'll get into, and they start talking about Fleetwood Mac and the Rumors album and how they produced the Rumors album while they were all, like, barely speaking to each other. <laughs> I just love how April was the one who had to give him the history lesson. It's like, it's like Shu, he just needs other people. He needs smarter women to tell him what to teach his class. Yeah, that happens a That's lot. That's like the fifth time this has happened this, this half of the season. season. <laughs> this half of the season, like, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but he's such she's... a good teacher. <laughs> Is he? Is he? Because the show... Loves to remind us, like through April, he, she was like, "Oh, I forgot how what a good teacher you are," and I was like, "What?" I also don't understand. So it's their lesson. Their like assignment is to do songs from rumors, but I'm like, "What are they learning when they do this?" Like, great question. <laughs> That's where I wrote the messages of this episode are confusing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's where I got that check mark on Glingo. <laughs> I've never heard the entire album of Rivers. Oh, man. I know some random songs from it, but I didn't yeah. know they were from it until I watched this episode. Yeah, I think I think this happens a lot with some of the, the older music that I now listen to, is that I think I first heard it on Glee, mm-hmm. and then now I'm coming back to it to the original so I'm like oh that's why I've heard this before so yeah like I didn't realize these were all from rumors I don't remember this episode at all from when I watched it so well is it actually like legitimately considered the best album ever written yes what up yeah yeah mm-hmm. so I don't know if you guys have read the book Daisy Jones and the Six I think it came out two or so years ago mm-hmm. but it's it's about a band making an album as they're breaking up and it's it's a fiction story but it's like inspired by Fleetwood Mac and rumors so like it is an Mm. album and like a cultural moment that has kind of permeated across different media so interesting never heard of it before that's it but that's typical (laughs) and what for me typical (laughs) for me I know things that you don't know so let's not even go there (laughs) I mean I never said that Um, so... Having a Fleetwood Mac moment over there, guys. (laughs) We're tearing apart. You're tearing me apart, This will be the greatest podcast ever. (laughs) Um, April makes a joke about selling her Fleetwood Mac album for drugs. You're like, great. Mm. Um, Yeah, she's like, no, I didn't do that. And then she's like, yeah, I totally did. I'm like, why did we need that? And so then... Her and Will sing my favorite song from the album, not my favorite song in this episode, uh, <laughs> Dreams. Yeah. It, oh, that's why, because you love Dreams in general. That's one of I your do. favorite. Oh, okay. I get it. But it is a good song. Uh, this cover, not so much. Too many, too much bedroom eyes going on in front of the children. A <laughs> uh, lot of like looking up and down, shimmying. Lots of will going like, ooh. Yeah, I didn't like that. I don't, I also don't know why April sh- is, April or Terry are allowed back in the school when they Absolutely. had wreaked so much havoc. Like, April got 
Kurt drunk. She slept with some of the students, some of the guys, the football players. Mm -hmm. And then Terry, of course, drugged them. Like, it's just, I don't know why these adults. Well, they let Sandy back in. True. Like, what? Like, why? What the hell? Why? Why? Principal Figgins, what are you doing? Where's the superintendent who runs the school district? Come on. Yeah, um, so they sing dreams, and then uh, while the kids are mainly doing their rumor stuff and fighting, Will uh, and April put together the April Rhodes musical. We get to see, through Emma, we get to see a little snippet of it. Song, I've Probably Slept With You. (laughs) Just a nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't understand it because, like, it looked like it wasn't really part of the actual, like, an actual play it was just like it, it looked like she was at a gala and she was performing like she was performing at the Emmys or something but the other thing is that if it's a one woman show why is she singing <laughs> that is such a good question right <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, I thought it was a one-woman show. Is she going to sing Will's part, too? Because I'm here for that. But I'm confused. So, yeah, that was one question I had. The other question wasn't even a question. It was kind of like when we talked about how we have to be reminded that Will is a good teacher by other people. Like, we had to be shown by Emma that Shu is good. That he has quote unquote potential because I would have been like, Yeah, he's okay at singing, that's great, that's it. Yeah. I didn't really think to, that performance was Broadway worthy. Yeah, she had to tell us that song was amazing. Oh man, my name is April Rose. I've kissed princes and toads. <laughs> and doesn't isn't the line literally like, I'm so glad I slept with you or something? <laughs> I probably I slept with you or something. Oh. It's so weird. Yeah, no thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, meanwhile, there's a random scene where Brittany comes to interview Will and ask him a bunch of inappropriate questions. Yeah. Um, Because fondue for two. Brittany's like a hard-hitting journalist now. (laughs) I did kind of like the part where she was like, yeah, I have my talk show and I just want to get better, so I'm joining the school newspaper. I was actually kind of like, like, oh, that's kind of cute. But then, like, obviously, I know what the paper is. And then the question she starts asking, he answers the first one without being like, uh, this is inappropriate. He just, like, laughs. Like, he literally is talking about his underwear with a student. He was very wishy-washy because it's only, like, halfway through where he's like, this is inappropriate. I'm like, actually, it was inappropriate. It started inappropriate, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, how many students have you had, uh, have you slept with? He's like, there are rumors about that? And she's like, there will be now. And you're just like, yeah, no. Yeah, because, like, the first thing you say is none, and then you say, there are rumors about that? Like, that's that's where that answer should start, is none. I also crawled out of my skin in that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and a so, shell of my former self. <laughs> so it's revealed that Sue gave Brittany those questions to ask. For what reason? <laughs> Does it really play into the rest of the episode? In no. In the rest of Sue's plot? No. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't at all. It's it's so weird. But I did love the way Brittany <laughs> explained it. Like 
she was like, who gave you those questions? And she's like, Miss Miss Sylvester says, I'm not at will to say. And then I'm like, that's actually kind of clever of a joke for Glee. Like, I actually laughed. I was like, wow, that was that was actually kind of funny. It was funny. Brittany's always good for actually delivering good comedy. <laughs> yeah, she really held up a lot of this episode for me. Yeah, and we'll get to Brittany next. Uh, so Emma wants Will to go to Broadway because he's it's like, it's your dream and you've given so much to the, these kids and you should go be on Broadway because you were so good in this one woman show. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing is that like, if it's going to Broadway, technically he won't actually be seeing it if it's still a one woman show. It's just the logic it's not there. Also, how hard it is to get a show to Broadway. Yeah, how even much money off you Broadway. Yeah. Like, yeah, like her her ex lover or whoever he was didn't give her that much money, especially if she blew it on an all white version of The Wiz. Like, <laughs> she's probably close to broke again. A quick side note, though, about Emma is that she seems to be getting better with her OCD, which is a, a kind of. Uh, a small little victory in this episode. Uh, yeah, she's taking her medication and, and she's like, washing her fruit, but not crazy washing it, like yeah. just washing it. So that's kind of, that was kind of like a little positive in that weird slump of a scene. <laughs> Love when they have to tell me that Matthew Morrison, Will Schuster is talented. I thought it was interesting that she wanted him to go and he didn't want to go. Um, I think normally, most of the time, he would be the one who's like, yeah, I want to go do this. <laughs> Screw all of you. Bye. Yeah. And she would be like, but the kids. But instead, it's like the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they do all of that in order to try and make him look sympathetic. Because in the first season, he actually does leave the kids to do his boy band thing. Like. Right. What? Okay. I'm going to have to go back and watch the first season. <laughs> At your at your risk. <laughs> yeah, lack of fellas. That was also a very triggering episode. Boy band, he's in his forties. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not great. Well, it's a um, boy, it's technically a boy band because there are two high school students who join the band well, too. I mean, they but they are also forty years so it's old. Not, it's not. Is it considered a boy band if you're acapella? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Asking the, the difficult question here. You're you're doing some real good muck raking right there. <laughs> I do think the muck raker is a funny name for the newspaper. Yeah, well, I mean, like it's actually kind of on the nose though, because like muck raker journalism is like is sort of connected to this yellow journalism thing. So like when I heard it, I was like oh, I get what this is going to be. But, like, I don't know. I just, I hated this whole plot line, mostly because of what it does in the other storyline, too. Like, the rest of this was kind of just, like, meh. Hmm. Yeah. So to, to wrap this storyline up, like, after that, uh, April and Terry and Sue are having wine together. April makes more jokes about she's an alcoholic. We're all like, please get help. Yeah, no, she makes uh, margaritas with protein powder and placenta. <laughs> Uh, Sue does, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was disgusting. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm really confused about how Terry fits into this because, like, I remember in the first season she's, like, nuts and makes Will's life a living hell. But now she's mm -hmm. just kind of there and she's like, I just want my apartment back. And it's like, 
why are you so soft? Like, why, why are you here? So she, apparently she's also on medication. This is what Will Schuster oh. does. He drives women to be on, on mental health medication. Okay. Um, but also, like, a couple episodes ago, Sue collected her and a couple other people to overthrow the Glee Club yet again. Mm-hmm. And she was a part of it, but she didn't really do anything the last time. And so now she's... This is her All she plot. did was she call April. Yeah. And yeah. That's all she did. Like, that's something Sue could have done. Like, she was a former student. Like, all she had to do was sleuth. That's it. <laughs> Terry wasn't even necessary. That rhymed. Yeah. Well done, Hannah. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's the, the, the beer gria. Yeah, I I kind of feel the same way. Like, why is Terry there? And even if she is there, I want to see her being more of a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah, like she has none of the fire and bite and insanity that she had in the first season. Right. So she's not interesting yeah. anymore. Like, even if she was terrible and I hated watching her, at least I felt something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they decide that they're going to publish that Will is leaving to work out with April on Broadway in the paper. And April's like, it seems kind of shady, but okay. And they publish it, and the kids are all like, are you leaving? And he's like, I thought we learned that we can't trust rumors. No, I'm staying. We're going to go to nationals together. And then April sits next to him during the final number, and that's really it. <laughs> this storyline's so stupid. Now that we've, like, <laughs> summarized it, I'm like, this went nowhere. Yeah. It literally, it went up and then came right back down to the exact same point. I think it was just their reason to, like, have Chris and Chittawas back. <laughs> This makes me think that she's going to be in their next episode, too. Like, because normally she goes away being like, oh, I'm off to do something else now. That's like kind of the way she exits. But she (laughs) didn't do that. What if she's just gone? She just disappears. Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty on track for Lee. But (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it's just saying like, oh, yeah, this character, forget about them. And then they show up randomly. That's what happens to Terry. (laughs) Yeah. That's what happened to Sunshine Corazon. Remember her? We're supposed to be worrying about nationals, and we've only seen her once since after she was rescued from that crack house. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) it's time to talk about fondue for two. Fondue for two. two. Yeah. I wish I knew the song better. Um, I do, but I'm not going to sing it. Oh my God, Helen, (laughs) sing it. Fondue for two, fondue for two, that's some hot dish, fondue for two. (laughs) That was amazing. That was so good. American Idol, I will see you next week. Yes. (laughs) Yes, so good to meet Katy Perry. Yes. Um, American Idol's not a thing anymore, right? American Idol's still a thing. Is it? Yeah, they rebooted it on uh, Fox, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, it went from ABC to Fox uh, a couple years ago, like two, three years ago. Hmm. Yeah. It was. It or it's on left... ABC now, and it used to be on Fox. Oh, is that what happened? It was some, yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, it only was maybe gone for three years, maybe, and then someone else bought up the rights. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> 
But when Fondue for Two came on, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, I totally, like, I was, like, waiting for it because I was like, I know this is a thing that happens. And then it was just, it was actually, like, a pleasant surprise to open the episode with that. I was really excited. Is it just for this episode? Or it does comes she, back. Like, it does? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a thing that keeps yeah. happening. Brittany has a talk show on the internet called Fondue for Two. Um, and she has Tina and Mercedes on to talk about school gossip. Tina talks about rumors about Asian men aren't true. What what is that rumor? I'm like, I don't I don't know what this is referring to. <laughs> I think that it's they have small genitalia. Yes. That's what Pretty I was sure thinking. Yeah. Uh that's where I wrote down they make uh, an Asian joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did. I the thing is, the show is so niche to this school that like I can't imagine it gets that many viewers, but like I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I also totally would probably watch it if I found this on the internet. Like I would watch people getting together to talk about their own school gossip. Well, it's such a like time capsule. Like I remember before TikTok or like Instagram live, I remember when people would do YouTube shows. Right. Yeah. And this, this like embodies it so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this exists on the same form of the internet as, like, iCarly. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they're talking, so Brittany's just talking about school drama, and then she's like, did you, if you heard the rumor that Santana plays for the other team, well, I can confirm that that rumor is 100% true. Uh, and Mercedes and Tina are just shocked. And then Lord Tubbington, the best character in all of Glee. <laughs> <laughs> arrives at Brittany's cat and she feeds him the cheese. Oh. Ew. It was yeah. really gross. But I just had flashbacks. Did you all watch uh, Love is Blind? No. Uh, oh, you guys, it's so great. It's like a quarantine <laughs> hit. But at one point, there's a scene where she lets her dog drink her glass of wine and I'm just like, oh no. Flashbacks. Lord <laughs> 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 um, Tubbington in the fondue. <laughs> yeah okay so i'm actually curious about how you guys read when britney said that like what did you think was going on like did you think that britney knew what she was talking about i did initially because that's just how you know like when someone says that it's immediately we think of like that santana is lesbian right but the more that I kind of looked at it, I was like, yeah, she probably doesn't know what she's saying. Okay, interesting. So in the recap, right before this scene, they talk about that plot line, about how mm-hmm. Santana has come out. So because of the recap, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, they're talking about how she's a lesbian, but... Interesting. Well, she's come out only to Britney. Right, yeah, right. Not to anyone else. So Britney saying this was, like, very shocking, especially since she's putting it on the internet. And then I was like, wait, she wouldn't do that. Yeah. She probably doesn't know what she's talking about. That's, that's what I thought the very first second when she said it. I was like, Britney has no idea what she's talking about. She just, like, she said a phrase that she's heard before, but she's misattributed it. And then I'm like, oh, great. This is where all the drama starts is because Britney just, like, doesn't always grasp things. And I just, I thought it was going to be another episode where Britney gets blamed for everything because of something like that. 
So I was actually really nervous at first. Well, and you see uh, Mercedes and Tina like have a reaction. Yeah. But then, oh, yeah. But then their next response is not related. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tina's like, oh, that's so gross. The cat getting a little fondue. I am there with Tina. Yeah. Yeah. I would not want cat hair in my fondue. I don't want anything in my fondue except for bread. <laughs> yeah. I want yeah. more fondue for two. I want a whole 38-minute episode of fondue for two. I would watch that. I just love when Lord Tubbington's sitting there with his big belly and just want to pet him. Fun fact, Lord Tubbington looks like my mom's cat, who is also fat. <laughs> <laughs> so then we do get Santana being like, Brittany, I can't believe you said that. And she's like, oh, you play it because it's in the line of Muckraker and Santana's upset. And Brittany's like, oh, you're on, you were on the cheerleaders and now you're on New Directions. And Santana's like, you couldn't think of any other way to say that? <laughs> That's the thing is, like, Brittany has heard the phrase and she just, like, misattributed it. And... <laughs> it's, like, it's hit. Kids do that all the time. Yeah. It's, it's, like, kind of, like, innocent. And I thought it was kind of funny, but then I'm also, like, obviously, like, that's like, really hard for Santana to deal with. But I also kind of would be like, I don't know, I feel like Santana... I'm glad that Santana didn't, like, kind of, like, freak out like she could have and, like, how Britney's been blamed really severely for a misunderstanding before. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's what I was... I was so worried to be, like, hating this episode because of that. But it gave you other reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I actually didn't entirely hate this episode. I kind of enjoyed it, but that's usual. I was bored. I was mostly just bored. <laughs> I kept getting really upset for the main plotline, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we were not talking about yet. So yeah. I will keep my upsetness to myself <laughs> until that time. So uh, Artie then confronts Brittany and is like, Santana is using you and manipulating you, uh, and Brittany's like, oh, she's not, because it's two, two girls, so I can't be cheating on you. Artie's like, don't you see she's manipulating you? And she's like, oh, Santana told me she's not doing that either. And then he's like, Brittany, like, how are you, is she letting you do, like, how are you so stupid? Mm-hmm. He says that, because he's like, this shouldn't be happening. Um, how are you, I can't believe Santana's doing this to get at me. And she's like, everyone thinks she's a bad person, but she's not. And then he ends with that, how are you so stupid? And Brittany tears up and is like, you're the only person at school that ever called me that. And it runs off. And it's it's very sad. Yeah. This scene made me so mad though, because before Artie calls her stupid, he basically says, I'm too insecure and controlling to let you ever hang out with Santana and just the way it was phrased I was like that's an abusive relationship yeah no yeah well Artie is a terrible person yeah and I I mean he's typecast that he wouldn't be terrible but I'm like screw this guy I'm out yeah no like he literally is like don't you see that she's cheating that she's manipulating you and I'm like how many times have you done that to Britney like You've, like, used, like, the magic comb thing so that she could have confidence. Like, you manipulated her intelligence to do that. Like, he's he's done... He's also manipulated her. And I'm like, you are awful. Yeah. And then he called her he's, stupid. And I was like, yeah. nice, yeah. Artie. Real fucking nice. Yeah. And then he sings... Uh, he sings a song. It's... What was it called again? Never Speak Again? Never Going Back Again, I think. Never Going Back Again, yes. 
Um, I, my my handwriting is really bad, so <laughs> my notes. Um, it was a number. Oh my! Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I fast forwarded through it. Uh, then you missed out I, on all the shots of tater tots that made me so hungry. No, I definitely <laughs> saw that. I, it was actually once I got to the stage that I fast forwarded to the end. Yeah. Um, so actually, so you think it's tater tots. I actually saw it and I was like, is that tater tots or is it popcorn shrimp? Because I remember when we, ha- we talked about the pot episode, Alyssa said something about popcorn shrimp. And then now I'm like, is that popcorn shrimp? <laughs> that was such a weird shot though right like they're just like it was just above the food and then guitars going by and i'm like why and then they hit the stage and i'm like i'm done i get what this is the whole song was so weird Mm -hmm. like first of all i was listening to the lyrics and trying to figure out how exactly it relates yeah related (laughs) to the situation like what why I didn't understand yeah. at all how it was how it related to the conversation that they had. And then they just randomly have all dudes up on stage with guitars and arty. Which I thought was cool. Like it's a cool idea, like it's just like twelve acoustic guitars or whatever it was. But it sounded so overproduced still hmm. that I'm like, this isn't pretty. It's too plastic plasticky too polished mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i feel like they could have used the guitar sort of like the the production of the guitars and like the whole that whole ambiance in a different song mm-hmm. that would make more sense just like literally anywhere else because it is a cool idea i kind of liked how it looked I'm not sure how it like you said it didn't sound super great but the way that they filmed it on stage like if if there was a reason to care about it and it was somehow related to a scene about guitars mm-hmm. like maybe later on in in the episode there's there's a scene with guitars <laughs> in which this could have gone down much better but the, the whole song was weird yeah. And then uh, after this, we have Santana talking to Brittany about her feelings um, and how she wants to express her feelings in another song. And she sings Songbird. And it's actually really pretty, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really sad to watch with current events. Mm-hmm. But it was a great song. It was really pretty. I have a question. So if Santana does this with with Brittany just solo, like no one in the room except for the furniture piano player, as she called him. Oh, she called him. <laughs> he's just furniture. Does he have a name? He's in like every episode. Does he ever get a name? Um, I think his name is Brad. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my question is: Does this technically count that she did the assignment because no one else was around to watch it? <laughs> Like, does that mean she gets credit? Like, she has to go up to to Shu and be like, yeah, I sing a song to Britney. What was it? This song. He's like, oh, that's a love song. Yeah, I don't think anything of it. (laughs) And he's like, okay, check mark for the week, I guess. 
Well, because no one saw Artie sing his. Well, I guess everyone saw Artie sing his song, <laughs> except yeah. Mr. Fu. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone was like, "Oh, this again! They're singing in the hallways." <laughs> they like set up the fact that it's supposed to be an assignment, and then nobody. Do they get grades in Glee Club? Is it pass fail? Well, see, that's what I'm thinking. Like, does anyone really have? It's a club. I think Do it's you have like assignments a, in a club. Right. I think it's like a like you would get like a writing prompt or something to like mm-hmm. practice. Um, but yeah, like I think the point of is like point of glee club to them apparently is to never rehearse the songs they're gonna do for their competition and just sing other songs about their feelings which like is fine if you weren't worrying about a competition in the real world but anyway but yeah no like it just doesn't make sense like they he positioned this assignment and then two people actually performed in the classroom right yeah, two assignments. <laughs> so, at the end of this episode, Shu should have been like, great job to these two people. Uh, everybody else, you fail. What the hell? I gave you an assignment. <laughs> also, I don't know if we talked about when this happened, but Shu walks into the classroom one day and calls them class A, and I was not happy about it. Yes, I noticed that too, and I'm like, what? Yeah, he's the quote-unquote Spanish teacher. <laughs> That's one of the yeah. seven words he knows in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they sing Songbird, Santana sings Songbird, and Brittany's like, now could you sing that in front of the whole club? Like, we could be together. I'm not with Artie anymore. And Santana's not ready for that. And Brittany's kind of like, well, how come you can't do this in public? And Brittany's like, how about we, we come on Fondue for Two, and you come out, and we decide to go to prom together on Fondue for Two. And Santana agrees to that, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what I got from it. I was confused. I totally don't remember this scene at all. Like, I remember the scene, but not this conversation. Yeah, it happens, like, right after the song. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember Santana being like, yeah, I can't do that. Look at how people are treating me differently just because of a Yeah, Yeah, it's it's the same conversation. And then she goes, yeah, they asked me to join the golf team, and I actually laughed really hard at that. <laughs> I um, didn't realize that it was a thing that uh, lesbians play golf. I didn't either. I thought it was softball. Yeah, so it's, I think it's just like, I don't any know. Sport, I think it's like a, yeah, it's any, like a sport any thing. girl that plays a sport but, is a lesbian. Yeah, but I know specifically of softball, but the golf thing... I guess I was like, okay, I can see that. I didn't think too much about it because I just laughed because I was like, that's that's such a weird line to insert there that people are treating me differently. They asked me to join the golf team. I was like, what? Uh, Yeah. Um, But uh, when it comes time for fondue for two, Santana doesn't come. Right. Um, and so she interviews Lord Tubbington. Um, <laughs> who has been smoking again? Who has been smoking again? Yeah, she's like, just because we're doing this interview doesn't mean I'm not so mad at you because I found out you have been smoking again. <laughs> now and I need like, to know more. Like, this is why <laughs> I need a 38-minute episode. And she's like... Do you think Aristocats is an accurate portrayal of a feline relationship? I literally was like, great, we're going to have another Aristocats conversation on the podcast. Here we go. What is your answer to that question, Colin? (laughs) 
<laughs> Is the cat's accurate? 100% accurate. I've never seen it, but that's how cats are, right? <laughs> yeah, they sing and they paint. Aww. I'm gonna say that Oliver and Company is a much more accurate depiction of cat relationships. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never seen Oliver and Company. It's oh my gosh, cute. and all the songs are by Billy Joel. It's yeah. so great. It I've only really seen fun. parts of it. I remember seeing parts of it as a kid. I should watch it on my indie streaming service, Disney Plus. Yes. <laughs> Support your indie streaming services. <laughs> also, during this entire fondue for two, she's Brittany is wearing a sweater with a squirrel on it. Is she? Yeah, I didn't even like, notice. It's like a cardigan with a squirrel, and it's like so. It's so perfect, Brittany. But I'm like, I want that. I want that cardigan. Oh my god. I bet there's some like old blog out there that's like how to get the clothes that they wore on. Yes, TV. I'll have to hunt oh. it down. Yeah, no, for sure. We should find that. Uh, and so Brittany or Santana instead reported a rumor to the muckraker that her and Karaski were making out. And uh, Jacob and Israel is like, do you have any reply to the rumor that, or to the fact that when we traced it, you were the one that reported the rumor? And she's like, all I have to say is me and Karofsky are in love and going strong. And please vote for Santosky for prom. Hate that ship name. Yep. Yep. I didn't even realize it was a ship name until you said it. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's only a ship name because she's shipping them together her her and Karofsky it was self-assigned and uh I don't think anyone's actually supporting it so Santosky is that what it was yeah I think so yeah so is Karofsky his first name no his first name is David but I think because he goes by Karofsky like he's like one of those like call me by my last name kind of guys (laughs) uh Santavid is kind of what's Santana's like last name? Lopez. So Karofskis, Karofskis, Larovsky. He's also on like hockey players. <laughs> um, yeah, Santovsky, I guess, is better than all the other options I just listed. <laughs> And we see Brittany watching her say that, sadly. Yeah, um, that was really heartbreaking. Yeah, poor Brittany has to go through so much this episode. Yeah. yeah. But at least she has Lord Covington. He's been smoking. <laughs> yeah, she's probably found cigarette butts everywhere. Even Lord Covington is being nasty. I hope things will turn around. Maybe, like, I don't know, Fondue for Two will go national. <laughs> cool. That's what I want. Um, so that's the end of the Santana and Brittany storyline and now we just have like the main rumors storyline with Sam and Finn and Quinn and Rachel ugh here we go (laughs) (laughs) I hate it so much yeah this was infuriating to watch but also pretty boring to watch for me it felt like when you're actually literally watching your friends tear themselves apart because of stupid rumors and you just want to like bash their heads together. Hmm. Lots of very violent <laughs> parts right there. <laughs> A lot of <laughs> aggressive language. I like it. 
I can't help it. I have to be verbally aggressive, so I'm not physically aggressive. I support that as the person that's spending all this time with you right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sam or Finn storms in with the mu- the muckraker and is like. Sam, are you cheating on, are you, like, moving in on my girl? And Sam's like, no. And it's like, why wouldn't you do the same thing that I did to you? And it's like, Finn, you are exposing that you're a bit of an asshole sometimes. (laughs) Um, Glad he's self-aware. Yeah, and Quinn's like, it's just a stupid rumor. And then that's what gives Will the idea. Like, oh, no, the Glee Club is tearing itself apart. We need to do rumors. Yeah. Let's confuse them even more. (laughs) Which, is there a good reason to have this album other than it's called Rumors and nope. the weird line between a band falling apart and writing an album? No, because the point would be that the music actually brings them together, but that doesn't technically happen. Like something yeah, else it's... brings them together and then they sing a song about it. Well, does the band still break up after this album? Do they still break up? Uh, I don't remember. I mean, they've gotten back together, like, in the 90s, and, like, they tour mm-hmm. now, but I don't know how long it was in between albums. Interesting. I'd like to know, because that would mean, like, if they still broke up, then there's really no lesson there. Yeah, like, like the lesson would be that, like, okay, we're going to sing songs from this album that was characterized by the this group splitting apart and you know singing out their feelings yeah which would make them stronger but okay. it I just it. <laughs> okay good rumors rumors came out in 1977 and then i assume they were touring for a while because their next album came out in 1979 so no they didn't yeah. ever break up right okay that makes sense yeah, so that like makes more sense, yeah. But then like as we'll talk about throughout the rest of the episode, it that's not what ends up happening. Like they just keep tearing each other apart and something totally different brings them together because they were all assholes. And yeah, it's not like the music brings them together no, or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, it's again a very confusing messages type of episode. It's someone word from the we want to do a rumors episode. Well, Shu literally is like, oh, I've been trying to find an album to do like a whole lesson on. And I was like, oh, that was literally Ryan Murphy saying that. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, I've been waiting to find a, 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 an album that we could do a whole episode on. You did it. <laughs> it's a thing. Okay. We have the album and we have the episode. Let's just put some parallel lines in here and we're going to draw them without a ruler. So it kind of <laughs> yeah. looks parallel. What about but... the emotional resolution? Well, the music's not going to do that. We'll figure something out. So after this, Rachel and Finn do a stakeout of the motel where Sam allegedly met Quinn. Um, and as Alyssa said when we were watching this episode, this is really creepy. Yeah. What yeah. is Rachel pitching stalking people? Like, why Why is that a thing? They also have, like, spy-level cameras and binoculars. Yeah. Where did he get that camera? How did he learn to use that camera? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
and they're and Rachel really wants to do a duet, and Finn is like, I don't want to like, I don't want to hurt Quinn's feelings, and she's like, Why do you care so much about Quinn's feelings when she has no regard for yours? You don't want to hurt Quinn's feelings, but you're stalking her, and like basically you're being your own private detective. I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense. Mm-mm. That was when I checked on my uh, bingo box that Rachel was acting selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. like, she, like, clearly she just wants to do this to fuel the rumor and fuel Finn's hatred so that she can try to get back in there. Right. And, like, she's using, like, she's also focused on nationals, too. So she's just, yeah. She's being... Oof. So... In the stakeout, instead of seeing Quinn leave Sam's room, they see Kurt leave Sam's room. <laughs> and they hug, and uh, Kurt leaves, and they're all like, oh boy, rumor time. I thought this was a very progressive way to handle that, because, like, so there's, like, the implication that, oh, maybe Sam is gay, and no one cared. Everyone's just like, yeah, Sam's bisexual or whatever, but... Since Kurt has already come out, no one cares anymore. It, it yeah, it was really weird because like my first thought was like, okay, obviously this is people are gonna think, okay, there's something going on between the two of them. But my first thought was like, okay, it's got to be something so much more innocent. I was like, maybe they're rehearsing right. a number or something. And yeah, so, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I guess like I don't. I guess I don't know if the audience was also supposed to be on the same side as like the rumors being like, Oh my God, like could Sam and Kirby hooking up kind of thing. Like I couldn't tell if we were, I could, I can't tell, like I can't tell if they wanted the audience to also be confused or if they wanted them to kind of be like, okay, we know what this is. It's just the rumor mill. This is something totally different that someone else is going to misinterpret. Well, right off the bat, right off the bat, they're like, how could Kurt ever do that to Blaine? And it's like, who would jump to that? Right. Yeah. Like, not any normal sane person. (laughs) Also, the people that know, like, these two people would be like, okay, it's not this. But also, why don't they ask Kurt and be like, hey, uh, (laughs) we saw that you were with Sam. Like, what is this about? Like, why would they just go and start talking first? Why wouldn't they just be like, hey, we saw you guys hanging out. Like, are you guys rehearsing or something? Like, it just, I don't know. Because then they have, like, a club meeting with everyone except Sam and Kurt. And they're just like, mm-hmm. what's going on? What's going on? So something that I was at first really annoyed with, and I thought it was just kind of like a, kind of like a writing mishap, was Quinn was like, Kurt would never cheat on Blaine. And I'm like, how would Quinn know anything? Like, she's not even friends with Kurt, really. And then when sort of, like, everything unfolds, I kind of realize, I'm like, oh, this is Quinn kind of saving face for Sam. She's kind of, yeah. like, coming to Kurt's defense for Sam, which I I actually, like, had to think back. I'm like, okay, actually, that's pretty clever. I get it. And because there is a scene where they're all in the coffee shop and we've had so many different combinations and they start listing listing couple names and we're all like, oh, please don't. Yeah, I'm kind of mad I took that off the bingo board. (laughs) The the ship name bingo bingo slot. Yeah, and uh, but that's when Kurt's like, or Quinn is like, Sam definitely isn't gay. Mm -hmm. And Finn's like, what did she mean by that? 
<laughs> she and, meant what she said. <laughs> and there's a scene where Sam is shown walking down the hall in Kurt's jacket. Because there's like a flower on the back. And Rachel is like, Kurt, that's your Earth Day jacket. Like, Sam is cute, but he's not <laughs> worth losing playing over. I thought the joke about it being his Earth Day jacket yeah, was funny. Yeah. It was made out of recycled <laughs> hemp. And then I was like, can you recycle hemp? <laughs> I, I was like, wouldn't something... it's really soggy. <laughs> right, like, wouldn't it just be hemp made of hemp? But unless, like, it was something, it was a different hemp product that they recycled into the jacket. I don't know. I was really confused. Yeah. Um, and Kurt's like, you know, when Fleetwood Mac was... Instead of being like, I'm not cheating, he's like, when Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac was performed, was writing rumors, they weren't talking to each other, not even past the Kramer. So let's just focus on the music and forget all these rumors. So was he telling Rachel not to talk to him? Is that what he yes. was saying? He was basically like, I'm not even going to address this kind of thing. Like, mm. that's so stupid. Like, just say it. Like... There's no need to be vague. Like, that None just makes it worse. People, none of them act like normal human beings. No. They are all acting like the type of person I want to punch. <laughs> <laughs> every, every single one. They're acting in line exactly with what the story needs them to do. Like, they're not actually communicating. They're just, like, causing more issues. Yeah. Because, like, like, it doesn't matter... Like, Kurt does not need to do that. Like, he could just be like, no, it's something else and it's none of your business. And just walk away. Like Like, a normal person. Yeah. Like, that's all. And that's something he would definitely do. It just makes, it makes no sense. It does not. You can definitely tell that they pigeonholed every character for what they needed for the storyline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then there's another stakeout where Finn and Rachel are Don't watching these kids the hotel. Have homework? No. Apparently not. Um, one of those new age schools that don't assign homework. Oh man. And uh, so they're watching the motel again and talking about duets and stuff. And uh, they see Quinn and Sam come out of the motel and hug. And that and he Rachel's like, you know, Quinn cheated on you once before. Like, if you don't trust her, how can you still love her? And she's like, oh, I know. Because you'll forgive your first love anything. And it's like, that, okay, Rachel. Yeah, like, yeah. that's a little dramatic. That's a little much, even for Rachel. Um, yeah, so, like, when they see Quinn coming out of the, out of the motel, for the third week in a row, they just play the song and don't do a cover of it. They did the actual song uh, "Chain" from the actual album, and I was like, "Why?" I noticed that though, but it—I don't know why they didn't cover it. But it was still a really good song. It's like kind of a suspenseful song, yes. and like they just caught her. So I'm like, "This works really well." But why it, is it, why is it the real song? It would have been more interesting if like they had covered it while they were like watching them, like. Yeah while they were like planning a stakeout and like whatever like something like that to actually yeah because that that song does kind of give you a bit of uneasiness but yeah i was like this is the third week in a row they're just using the song instead of covering it and i was like what's happening with their music license budget like it has skyrocketed (laughs) yeah um and then afterwards uh so jacob and israel takes pictures of finn and rachel 
watching and taking pictures of Quinn and Sam. That's so <laughs> gross. That kid is disgusting, and I don't want to think about anything else that he may have been doing during that time. Ew. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because that's what I was like, why is he there? He's mud breaking. I was like, it just, yeah, but I was like, ugh. It's just like he, his reasoning is just so much more nefarious mm. to me. Because he's just like, he's, ugh. I don't know. Just because he's gross, can you actually see, say that he did a worse thing? The thing he did was the same. I feel like, I feel like I can understand Finn's wanting to see what's going on but like this kid who always tries to get in people's businesses and says really gross things about people joining this newspaper so he can continue to do gross things gross <laughs> lots of grossness gross on gross on gross yeah yeah um, with a helping of gross on top so then uh, then Quinn and Finn are both storming at each other and he's like, "Why?" Finn's like, "Why are you storming at me? I should be storming at you." And Quinn's like, "No, you should be. I should be the stormer, and you should be the stormy." Which I I enjoyed that one. <laughs> um, and she's like, "According to the Lima Muckraker, you and uh, Rachel were seen talking close together." And he's like, "Yeah, we were staking out." And she's like, "What were you talking about? Glee club and stakeouts." And she's like, I, he's like, I saw you with Sam. And she's like, I didn't cheat on you. And this time I won't, I haven't, and I won't. And so I guess I know what song we're singing, Glee Club. So then they sang, uh, I don't want to know. So this, so, <laughs> okay, go. This is a song that made me love this episode. <laughs> like th- this is the song I remember okay. from watching it 10 years ago and it has not held up as well, but I will say Corey Monteith is a star, and he, watching him prefer, perform this song, I it made me really sad because I was like, this guy is so charming and so delightful, and I understand why they cast him for this role, and now I'm just sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was not as into this song Same. because once again, I feel like it's very tenuously connected to the actual situation. I thought it was funny that they were singing it and they were so mad at each other and like glaring and they just looked so unhappy. Like the acting in it was like top notch. Yeah, there's so much acting going on during all of the performances. Like there's so much plot progression when they're all just sitting in that classroom watching each other. It was it was fun to watch, but I still don't understand like why okay, so they're like, okay, I guess we know what song we're singing. Like it's supposed to be really obvious and I don't know why it's obvious. Yeah. So maybe we should talk about like what the song means, like what it refers to. Cause I also wasn't really listening or paying attention to it because <laughs> I did not like the performance at all. I thought, I thought it was really silly. So in that the way. Like, history of the actual song is Stevie Nicks and uh, Lindsay Buckingham the like lead singer the two male and female lead singers of Fleetwood Mac were in an actual relationship they were dating when rumors was coming out and that was one of the two couples that was just totally following falling apart while they were making this album and this song mm-hmm. is the two of them Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham just singing about like 
basically how they're angry with each other and like kind of in their passive aggressiveness, they're just like, I don't want to know what you're doing. I don't want to like, I just want this relationship to be over. Like, I don't want to know the reasons why you're mad. I'm just done. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. But then this episode is assuming that you know the history behind a fairly obscure album. Well, okay, not oh, obscure. Oh, it's not an obscure album. <laughs> I mean, no, that's not what I'm saying. When when the, when did the album come out? Like, 77. 77. And this is geared towards kids who hit Worthy Before in 77. Right. Like, so, it, I feel like it's yeah, requiring I feel- a lot of the audience. You can kind of hear it in the lyrics, though. Uh, I was trying to figure it out as I was watching the subtitles and I still couldn't figure yeah. it out. Like, like I said, tenuous connection for me just with the actual song lyrics, but the background behind the song makes a lot of sense. I just think, I didn't know the background from the song, so it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I think, I think the background information on this album does add like a lot of context to it because... Like, even the Artie song earlier, that's the Lindsey Buckingham song that he wrote after they did break up and he was sad. So. So then what doesn't make sense is why Shu would be like, you guys should smile more. If this is a song about, like, I want this to be over and I don't care what else you have to say, why the hell should they smile about it? Absolutely. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Will is a garbage so teacher. It's also like... <laughs> So it's also like she was doing the exact same thing I was, was like really uncomfortable uh, with the acting and wasn't listening to the song at all and was like, maybe you guys should make it a bit more positive (laughs) next time. That's me. (laughs) I oddly enough identify with Shu in that very tiny millisecond of a moment. Uh, (laughs) Utter confusion and not paying attention. So... Afterwards, Rachel's like, that was good, but I prefer you do it of Lucky with Sam. And since you have been spending a lot more time together, maybe you should sing together more often. And Quinn's like, Ugh. you're just trying to do this so you can sing with Finn. And she's like, why not? We have proven harmonies. And she's like, if I, you want me to stay in Glee Club, then no more duets with Finn. And everyone's like, what? And she's like, I love being here and I want to win, but my relationship comes first. Yeah, she was like, you don't get to decide who can sing with who. But then then she's like, yeah, but my relationship comes first. But also, like, if this is if his lesson was to help them, like, overcome rumors, this was a perfect opportunity for him to actually teach and tell both of the well, all three of them to be quiet and stop believing rumors and just like work things out. But he just like let Rachel say that and he let Quinn say back to her and yeah, if he had stopped them, then maybe he could have got them to actually conflict resolve. I was actually very confused about how I felt about Quinn's reaction. Because at first I was like, okay, your relationship comes first. That sounds like a good thing. But dictating other people's mm-hmm. lives for that purpose is not good. Right. So I was, I was like yeah. very torn. I was like, "Oh, cool! Your relationship comes first. Good for you." Wait, no. Right. Yeah, like I think Quinn's obviously doing like a a me or her type situation. Yeah, I, I don't appreciate that. Um, Ultimatums are not good. Which, uh, who, who would you yeah, guys pick no. in that ultimatum? I'm like, I don't want either of you. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I just want to do some alone oh, time. I need to just, you know, be not in a relationship right now. Go away. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, that might be good yeah. for everyone yeah. in this group, yeah. honestly. But Quinn has also been really, is really pushed by Rachel's constant manipulation and refusal to believe that the relationship True. is over. So that, I kind of felt for Quinn in that moment because she, in her immature way, is trying to take a stand against all of Rachel's meddling. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and that's, that's, it's interesting because I think Finn is probably the one who's most in the wrong here. Well, maybe not most in the wrong, but Rachel meddles. So if Finn really wants to be with Quinn, he needs to not Why listen to Rachel? Around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Exactly. You you can't be in a relationship with someone and then also all the time be hanging out with your ass ex and listening to what they're saying. Like that's just not responsible. Yeah. He's he knows that Rachel is is always gonna try to like get in his head. Like he knows this. And he knows that she doesn't have like selfless desires for when she wants to like talk to him about things. Like he knows this about her. So why would he listen to anything that she has to say? Like, it's this, it's a stupid rumors mill thing that is not being resolved or actually addressed. It's just the theme of the episode. And that's that. I don't even understand how it even gets resolved. I don't, I don't think, think that think part does, does, like, at all. <laughs> it does not. In which case, Quinn, yeah. come on, honey, Finn just isn't good enough for you. Yeah, like, find someone who really cares about you and doesn't spend so much time with their ex. Yeah. Um, so the next the next song, like, the next scene is Rachel sings Go Your Own Way. She's like, this song was officially sung by a man, but I'm going to give it a more feminine twist. By that, she just means a woman is now covering <laughs> I was so confused. So by the yeah. end of the song, I, was, I said to Colin, so what about that was feminine? <laughs> Yeah. Was the key even that much different? I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. I don't think it really was. It sounded like relatively loyal to the original. Yeah, and I this think. is the song where I'm like, this doesn't work at all because Quinn gets mad and says, Why are you singing a love song to my boyfriend? And I'm like, That's not a love song. That's a song about her saying to Finn, like, you can go your own way. Like, yeah, <laughs> no one is paying attention, including me. But I understood that one. Like I got that one. It's just everyone's so stupid, except Brittany. Brittany is brilliant. Brittany's the only one with any emotional intelligence. That is so true. Yes. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah, it is uncomfortable watching Rachel sing directly, like at Finn as he's playing the drums, like so aggressively. But he did sing Jessie's yeah. girl at her aggressively that one time, so I guess it's their thing. Yeah, while she was undressing. Ooh. Yeah, I remember that. Ooh, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> I'm not over it. <laughs> this is, I think, the second week in a row I've talked about it. It's a good cover, though. That's what sucks. Like, it's great to listen on the album, but then you watch it and you're like, nope. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, Quinn's like, why are you singing a love song to my guy? And Rachel's like, you're such a hypocrite. You're trying to be this perfect prom queen, but you're cheating on him with Sam. And Sam's like, no, 
Quinn Curtis helping me and Mercedes are like, oh, is that what we're calling it? And everyone's just like, okay, Mercedes? No, Mercedes does not need to get in on that. They like, all get in on it. They're all like lumping like, it, jumping on Sam. Like we don't even know where he's from. Like it's so awful. Like, it's like Mercedes literally just like has that one line, and I'm and like, Puck, what? Moral upstanding like, Puck is like, yeah, dude, that's not cool. Yeah, they're yeah, all hanging like, up on my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just like. Why are they ganging up on Sam? Is it just... Is it because they think he's a homewrecker two times over? No, yeah. it's... It, I mean, it's... It's easy. This is why I hate gossip so much. <laughs> because it, people will latch on to something and bring other human beings down. It's just... Exhausting to watch. It's... I just thought this whole thing was so stupid. And poor Sam is like, well, they're just helping me. Ba- Quinn's helping me babysit, and Kurt's out giving me clothes because I'm broke and we lost our house. Okay, are you happy? Because they're like, why are you in that motel? And he's like, because that's where I live now. And Sam storms off, and it's like, and now they all feel shitty because this... they were just bullying this poor kid. <laughs> because they're yeah. shitty. Yeah. Yeah, like, this whole thing got went very, like, after-school special very quickly. And, like, this is sort of leading to that resolution where, like, something totally different happens that is kind of related to rumors in general and how they're, like, bad. But it's actually totally unrelated to anything else that's going on. And that's that. Like It's, it's a really random moment that I'm assuming yeah. we're never going to touch on ever again i don't know something like i i don't remember like i didn't even remember this happening but i feel like something this well i don't know because quinn got kicked out of her house and we barely talked about it so maybe not i don't know i guess we'll see yeah this all happens at the beginning i forgot rachel gives sam chapstick and asks him to go to prom with her and sam and sam makes a racist joke or what I think is an anti-Semitic joke. When he says, you're not my type? And no, he says, like, oh. Santana said you would steal all of my gold. Yes! Well, I think it's because she calls her, like, a leprechaun. Okay. Because she's so I, short. Okay. But you know what? Now that I think about it, it might be anti-Semitic. <laughs> I was wondering which it was. Because oh that my was, like, God. the second scene, and I was like, what am I watching? Yeah, I totally no, forgot about that. I know, I pretty sure santana has made fun of her height before and called her like a leprechaun but then yeah it could, no. be, it could be either one it, it could, could be it could be either both. one oh. or it could be oh. both yeah <laughs> oh yikes wow yeah okay um so that happened i guess <laughs> Let's move on yeah. from that. so rachel and kurt and finn Rachel and Finn come to <laughs> Sam's hotel to visit him and basically to just be like, we're sorry we were such assholes. And they're like kind of asking for explanations, which is like, you don't deserve explanations. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's like, yeah, I delivered a pizza to Kurt. Um, and so that's how Kurt knows. And Quinn and I go to the same church. That's how she knows. And Finn gives Sam some clothes because he's like, we probably have more similar 
interesting clothes. Also, can I just say, <laughs> I am pretty sure that Kurt's clothes would not fit Sam. Yeah. yeah. Right. They seem different yeah. sizes. At least, like, Sam would have some wiggle room in Finn's <laughs> exactly. Frankenstein clothes. Yeah. Um, and so Sam just talks about how hard it is on his family with the economy and his parents are looking for work and they're li- living in this motel and he's watching his cute little siblings. Um, and then uh, they, bring, they bring out his guitar. No, wait. Before that, Rachel says, and I almost died, we understand how you feel. Uh, right yeah in what way do you understand that I know, Rachel I was like wait a second mm-hmm. when did you have to live in a motel everything about this scene felt right. very condescending like this is yes, this is not did. how you yeah. talk to someone it, in this situation no I literally just wrote music solves every problem even <laughs> homelessness because that's like you need glee club and i'm like yeah i can understand like he needs that sort of you know uplifting time but the way they're approaching it is like this is the only thing that should matter to you it was it was bad when he's like trying to to say like we we brought you your guitar so you can like go busk for money like i was like that's that was the tone (laughs) of it so much that i was just like waiting for rachel to say it well yeah, she's like, you can use this as a part-time job yeah. with your pizza job. I think job. I'm, like, more sensitive to this now. Well, even probably anyone who watches it. Because nobody has jobs now because of COVID. So right. we're all, like, mm-hmm. short on money. And they're just being like, oh, yeah, you can just sing and everything will be fine. And I'm just like, no. That's not how life Music works. Music solves everything. Yeah, because he talks about when the bank just takes your house, they just take it lock you out yeah it was really sad um but yeah they're so condescending and like yeah it's and they they get his guitar that they that quinn said he hawked um the whole club chipped in so then he he starts to cry and his little sister's like don't cry sammy um and then uh then they it's the last day of the week at glee club and sam comes in with his younger siblings (laughs) and he's like hey, I have a song that I wanted to sing with them for the lesson, and don't worry, it's good for the assignment. Uh, I figured they could use some time out of the motel. So, did he bring them, like, the whole school day, or did he just, like, just show up for that period, do you have think? Have we established if those... Glee is a class or if it's after school? Uh... I think it's during during school, because the mm. bell will ring conveniently when people storm out of the room and then the bell rings. It's like, oh, good thing she didn't just you know see herself out earlier it was just at the end of class yeah and then those kids definitely seemed old enough to be in some kind of school mm-hmm. yeah yeah like they're not like two and three-year-olds like they're like seven six and seven probably yeah they're at least in first at least first through fourth first grade. grade yeah yeah like <laughs> yeah why aren't they in school that's confusing. I didn't even think about that. So wait, when... He, yeah. Why would he even have to bring them? Like, they wouldn't be at the motel. He would have gotten them from school. Unless it's after school. And then he would have had to pick them up from school and bring them. I'm confused. Maybe it's like one of those elementary feeder schools that is really close to the high school. <laughs> right. So then, yeah, this this part of Glee Club must be 
after school, like, this specific day. Because, yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Or he kidnapped them. Or he, yeah, or he kidnapped them yeah. from school. Or they don't go to school and they sit in the motel all day yeah. while he goes to school and his parents search for a job. Um, and then they sit, and I, I don't know what to say to all that. <laughs> and then music, and then, music solved and everything. And then they sing, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Uh, and it's, it's a bop. It's really fun, and they're dancing around. Um, and there's, it's all really cute, and they, like, lift Sam up, and they're, like, dancing around with his younger siblings. And it's fun, and the episode ends with the big group hug. Rumors are solved. So this one was nice. Yep. <laughs> that's the episode yep. congratulations I... we made it <laughs> negative negative <laughs> feelings that's what I have I love a soapy teen drama so I was there for the soap okay but if you really wanted to be soapy I would have loved to stretch out Sam's family life over at least a few episodes and maybe see him try and keep it secret and then maybe see other Mm. people find out about it and then maybe see the rumors unfold and then it would have a lot more impact right yeah also i like sam so i just want to feature him more Yeah, because, like, I I feel like it it really is sort of just wedged in here because there's no hints earlier in the season or the past couple episodes that something's happening. I didn't even know he had siblings. I didn't even know he had parents. (laughs) Yeah, I thought he just lived at the school just like everyone else except for Kurt and Finn, who I know have homes. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Do you have any final thoughts on the episode before we get into Tina time? Remember? Um, I have a line written down that Sue refers to April as a bratwurst gobbler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I really liked that, though. I was really uncomfortable. I was like, wow, that's really fucking rude. So... That's my final... Um, at one point, Sue talks about Will's face toilet. Like, why don't you go put your butt chin in yep. your face toilet? And I'm like, I get it's yep. a butt chin, but what is a face toilet? I was trying to also figure that Great out. Question. Is it a I think you just made it up. Do you know what I thought of? Yep, it's just the- I thought of... When you go to the eye doctor and they have the place where you put your chin so that you can <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought of. The next time I go to the eye doctor, I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, so I just want me to put my chin in the face toilet." <laughs> and then you're like, "Excuse me." Uh, <laughs> please do that <laughs> and report yeah, that. And then, the, and then your eye doctor is just gonna be like, "Drinking is bad for you. Don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually counted this episode. Tina has a total of five lines. Which you nice. would think she would have more. Sure. She is talking on a talk show, but mm-hmm. no. Well, yeah, pretty sure one of her lines was like ew or yeah. gross, referring <laughs> yeah. to the cat. <laughs> yeah. The cat getting the fondue. Yeah. 
Yeah, wow. Now it's time for MVPs and LVPs. So, Katie, who is your least valuable player this week? Oh, I mean, this is hard because it's... Does it have to be, like, from New Directions or can it be anyone? Anyone. Anyone. Then I'm, I'm going to say April Rhodes because... I feel like she's just really shoehorned in here. And as talented as Kristen Chenoweth is, her character is just so obnoxious that it's painful to watch. (laughs) I have a ship name written down for my LVP because I don't think I could pick between the two. I wrote Finchel, (laughs) but I think I am going to sway more toward Rachel because no you know what no i'm gonna sway toward finn because he should not be listening to rachel he is smart enough to know who she is and how she operates they dated for goodness sakes i'm gonna go with finn there is that funny line where santana is like i blame sam for all this and rachel i blame her too (laughs) (laughs) yeah and she's like why she's like you probably did something it's like yeah she probably did Let's see, who's my... I haven't... Alyssa, do you know who yours is? Yeah, I'm also going with Finn. I went on a tirade about how you're not good enough for Quinn, and I meant it. <laughs> yeah. There you he, go. He just... He has no self-control or, like... He, I don't think he's mature enough to have a girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> I'll second that. He needs some alone time. Yeah, he needs to, like, grow into himself and maybe do some introspection and and then yeah. go out into the world. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Rachel. She really annoyed me this episode with all her mm-hmm. needling and, like, being so obvious and all her drama. Usually I love her drama, mm-hmm. but not this week. Not about it. Yeah. She was actively like going against someone who these these people who were like just trying to be in a relationship and trying to fix the pain they have between each other and she's just like let me just wedge myself in here and be an asshole yep Mm -hmm. so katie who is your mvp so i mean Brittany is a close runner up but i actually have to give it to kurt because you know kurt is usually so much drama but in this episode, even though there were rumors about him, he didn't participate in any of it. And he just sat there quietly and donated his clothes to a friend in trouble. So I'm going to give it to Kurt. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. Yeah. Um, I am actually going to go with Brittany. I loved Fondue for two. I think, like we were talking about earlier, like in a lot of ways, she's kind of the smartest person, especially when it comes to like being able to express her feelings and kind of put herself out there that way. Um, I think there's, she's just so great. I loved her, her hard hitting interview with Lord Tubbington. I hope we get to the cause of his smoking habits so that he can heal. I'm going to go with Sam because he's my new boyfriend. (laughs) And also because he kind of like, I, I really wish we got to see more of this plotline, but the, the end of the plotline in which we find out his situation, like, I respect that he wants to take care of his siblings and his family before anything else. Um, and right. it's 
so endearing. I'm going with Lord Covington. <laughs> Even though he started smoking again. Uh, behind behind back. back. So he's a problematic fave. Um, he's so chonk. <laughs> he is chonk. Dummy thick boy. Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so now let's get into songs. Katie, what was your least favorite song this week? Uh, Artie's song with the guitars. It was just awkward and weird and overproduced. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and Tiffany Pot. It made me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait. I was like, oh yeah, the tater shots. Yeah. Uh, I am also going to second that Artie's song. I fast forwarded through it, so that's not a good sign. Uh, okay, I need a list of the songs. We do this every week. <laughs> we have Artie's song, uh, Never Run Back Again. We have Songbird by Santana. We have uh, I don't I don't want to know the reasons why with Quinn Finn. Yeah, you can go your own way with Rachel. We have Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow with Sam and everybody. And Dreams and then, uh, with April Rhodes yeah. and Will have the April Rhodes original song. Oh yeah, the April original, duh. (laughs) Yeah, that that's definitely an honorable mention for me. Go with dreams because it made me feel super uncomfortable watching them sing in front of teenagers. You saw his chest hair again. It was it was too gross. Too many buttons down. I'm going to go with the April Rose original song. <laughs> Did not show Will's talent, and it was confusing. It was also not the whole thing. Yeah. It's not the whole thing, and it was also just kind of the way they treat her sexuality as a joke. Is it fun? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So let's get to the good part. Let's talk about our favorite songs. Katie, what was your favorite song this week? So I know I said that the Finn and Quinn song was the one that stuck with me through the years, but I think Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow is just, like, the song that was written for Glee. Like, yeah, that scene, that scene is just the most Glee scene you can ever imagine. So mm-hmm. I'm giving it to Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. Yeah, second that. Um, it, it's, I think it's actually a pretty good cover. Like, I think... All, all of these songs, I would prefer to listen to the originals, but I, I could get, get down with the this cover of Don't Stop. It's pretty good. It's a bop. I'm gonna go with Songbird. I don't usually oh. go for, like, the slower songs, but I think this one was really pretty, and I like seeing Santana um, like, the, I, I like seeing her mm-hmm. vulnerable side, mm-hmm. and she's, she's really... Oh, no, I'm getting all upset. She's a really good actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow as well. Um, I al- I almost did the Finn and Quinn song, but I think this song was definitely yeah, more pure glee and just, like, fun and joy and, like, energy. And so I enjoyed it. So that is it for this week um katie are there any social medias you'd like us to plug 
I'm actually off social media during quarantine because it was just making me angry. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> but typically you can find me at Caudillionaire. Um, so my last name is Caudill and then it's like Chameleonaire. Okay, on Instagram and Twitter? Nice. Yes. All right. We are at Glee Boot Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And then we're gleebootpod.tumblr.com on Tumblr. You can follow my YouTube channel at Y-A-B-O-I Ryan. And you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at yourboyryan99. And if you want, I only have an Instagram. Actually, I have more than that, but that's the only thing I ever post on. At A-M, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> at a dot m dot swearington s-w-e-a-r-i-n-g-e-n nice. <laughs> it's been a while since i got it wrong <laughs> katie thank you so much for coming on i hope you had a good time yeah yeah, yeah this was great and i'm happy to spend some more time watching glee and just i'll walk down memory lane <laughs> Yay. Yay. So thank you so much, audience, for listening. Uh, tune in next week. We're reaching, I think next week is prom, so that's exciting. What? Yeah. yeah. But the funny thing, I don't, I don't think I mentioned this, but like there's so many like just Glee Club members running for prom. Like, what about the whole school? Like, I thought everyone hated Glee right, Club. Exactly. I'm confused. Who's the actual popular kids? Yeah, right. Like, the ones we thought were popular are now in Glee Club. What's going on? I guess we'll find out next week in Prom Queen. <gasps> Boys! Woo. Bye, everybody. Bye! Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.